Hi, everybody, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that, I'm your host, Samantha Bush, and I'm joined by Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm glad we're meeting today, recording this episode again. Yeah, guys, just you know. we are in a shorty first for the first time in the history of this shit podcast that's taken us a million years to get through because we've been canceled twice right there's been some bumps in the road bumps in the road sometimes there was Mm. no road you know (laughs) um for the first time we had to we're having to re-record an episode because we simply lost the audio well i wouldn't say that yeah i mean i guess the audio didn't exist because you didn't record it it was so just unusable. Yeah, we did. Well, no, I mean, your backup didn't exist. It's not like we lost it. It was the one fucking time <laughs> that I didn't record locally. Yeah, and we got a lot going on over here. Remember when I was recording yeah, this on is, my you know, cell phone? This is a mom and pop operation. It's like mom and pop. and Support then like, a small business. Yeah, but then an actual king is supporting us. Like, we're peasants running oh amok. Oh my god. Carrying us on our back, on his back, on his broad shoulders. And then this week he was like, I can't, I literally can't do anything with this. You all are idiots. I'm concerned about next week's, but I'll let him be surprised. What do you mean? No, you recorded locally. No, I know, but uh, the, I uh, did. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. Oh, okay, good. Uh-oh, well, no, I did record locally. <laughs> no, I did record locally. I'm saying with the um, the lawnmowers. Oh, yeah. A lot but of you couldn't hear it, you said. Yeah, but you know, sometimes I think I'm deaf compared to Chris, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> like there's some... Because they were zooming by my window. <laughs> okay, he's oh, the, he we're, goes, we're, he... we're in the clear. We're in the we're clear on the lawnmower. We're getting word from... <laughs> We're getting word from beep, our beep, producer. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Dispatches are coming in. Um, how are you? What are you up to? Honestly, I feel How are things really going? Good. I'm live, laugh, loving. Like, I'm in such a good place. I love my my apartment. I got my rug. My couch needs to fucking get here. Where'd you get it from, um, Wayfair? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. I don't, I'd add about three, four weeks on that delivery. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, is people in the reviews were like, it came way quicker than we ever imagined. I'm like, can that happen to me? Really? Because I've ordered things from Wayfair and they've just like never shown up. <gasps> we just got word from our producer. <laughs> does, do, does Wayf- and he writes into the chat, maybe a kid will come with it. And if he, the girls that get it, get it. And the girls that don't, don't. And I'm a do girl who doesn't. <laughs> oh, no. So there was like this conspiracy theory. Uh-oh. That... Wayfair was trafficking children through their products. I thought you were going to say Wayfair basically is like once you have kids, you start ordering Wayfair. Like I thought that's where no. we were going. <laughs> so to no, it's, to we're taking a little darker road. Anon conspiracy. Yeah, because like some of the cabinets were named like really strange, like names like what? Timmy and then be, to be shipped to mexico no they're like really strange but they like um were like you could search it and like a girl like a, a missing girl that would be her name so people are saying like it's code okay so that's a little bit that's more facts than that i've ever gotten from q you know yeah i mean it's really alarming has, um, has wayfair come out and i don't know if they've responded because this? this has been going on for like a few years this conspiracy okay I was, wow 
but hope everyone's okay. Tough. I thought Brian was basically like, oh, yeah, you might have oh, a baby you're growing one day. up. Yeah, you're, you're getting old, girl. Like, Yeah, like, you're a mother. Yeah, you know, it's tough for me today. I've been hit with something What's that's been on? really tough. And I text you about this. All of this scandal nonsense, and frankly, I don't want to get into that. I'm actually over it. Okay. And this isn't the time or, or the, the place. place. This isn't the place. Um, and I'm sure I'll probably be sharing thoughts on it at a future date. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, That's coming. But it, you know, with all this Candival stuff and the talk of the middle age, I finally took myself over to Google and was like, what age is middle age? And to see it's um, approximately anywhere between 40 and 60. It's like, yikes. Yeah, that so train a, is coming for us. I know. I mean, I turned 35 this year. So yeah, my, I feel like I'm sliding. Right, why? What? Are you? I know I look too young. No. <laughs> to be 35. That was your shocked look. No, what's going on? Uh-oh, here we go with this audio. No, it's... <laughs> Father God it's, in heaven. What's team viewer and why does that keep popping up? The fuck is that? Where is it popping up? On Skype? No, yeah, Skype? just like it's a pop-up. <laughs> no, Zoom. It was just I'm a pop-up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, never mind. We're good. Okay, so Sorry. yeah, I'm barreling towards middle age, which is super yeah. upsetting. Um, but you know what's not upsetting? Our Patreon. Oh, yeah. And Love I, again, we just want to thank everyone. We're looking forward to Sam and I are, we're going to get a date on the books for our first Shorty Town Hall. We're going to mm-hmm. chat about Gilmore Girls. You guys can talk to us in the chat. If you raise your hand, maybe I'll let you in and chat. Um, please be kind. Please. I, my self-esteem cannot take one more fucking mm. knock. I'm telling you that right now. It really can't. And um, we now have an And Just Like That date set. So what we're also going to be doing over on Patreon is re-watching And Just Like That in anticipation of the new season. We are probably not going to do, you know, an episode for each one. But we'll probably break it up into maybe episodes three or four at a time. Um, so that'll be super fun. And we'll probably start doing that in June, if not next week, probably. Because yeah. we got to get those, get that up. Mm-hmm. I did get a comment from not a patron, but a listener. And they were a brave soul, not a picture or a name attached to their Instagram account. And they said, please, I'm begging you all not to do instant reactions. Wait two or three days. They just don't, which I'm like, I, look, I don't know what we were saying on those episodes. I'm sure they were, I'm sure it was unhinged. I, mean, I remember once us getting into a fight and Brian oh. saying, you have to stop. Well, I am confused by that comment only because, no, you don't have to click on it right away. I think they mean they want us to process and sit with it, not be like, we just finished it, first blurt. That's the way we roll <laughs> over here. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, maybe what we'll do over on Patreon is when the season's over, we will have sat with it and give you guys some more reflective comments. But I think you're going to be getting us 8 a.m. in the morning, idiotic, cup of coffee in Eyes, hand. Yeah. I really have coffee. I'll probably need the strength of a McDonald's fountain Coke. Uh, I know. Right to the head. Right, <laughs> right to the head and the heart. Um, so I'm really looking forward to dropping into and just like that and rewatching it over on Patreon and to uh, get to chat with all of you all. And of course, mm-hmm. I want to thank our iconic shorties, Carlos, Gina, Jenny, Lauren, Charlotte, Ainsley, Laura, Jen, Caitlin, and Kristen. And I'm noticing that list is growing week by week. I was going to say. So if you, if you want to be thanked on the podcast personally, and by the way, if you're one of those 10 people and you want me to shout somebody out or, I don't know, 
thank you in a different way, I'm happy to because you are investing in this podcast in the strongest way. But of course, we thank each and every one of you. And please join us over there. I'm enjoying writing the newsletter, the Mm -hmm. bonus episodes. Amazing things going on over there. Amazing community. You know what else is happening? What? We got that goddamn and just like that poster. So let's chat about that briefly. Okay. What'd you think of it? This um, Last Last Supper? supper. I want to do say, I was the first person to comment that, and then I did see about 80 other people make that joke. (laughs) And of course, it's the most obvious obvious joke you can make. (laughs) I'm like, I think it's like what it's, but they did this after. I don't know. I know. Do you think that food did not look real to me? And I'm like, could they spend some money? All right. Of course it wasn't real. They all looked like they were AI. I, I thought some people came across better than others, but I Harry also wanted looked just, like she was ushered in from like a Pixar. She film. looked like an alien superstar, and that's exactly <laughs> what I want from all. It's what I wish I looked like on this Zoom. Oh, <laughs> not same. enough touch up Zoom so I in the like world. Like Cadet fucking Kelly. Um, Ow. and I do have to give another note to our shorties, and I love each and oh, every boy. one of you, but. Lots of notes for them. Don't today. I, I have to say, and I know you guys love these women as much as I do. We don't mm. need to comment on their looks. And I know Sam just did that stuff. Well, also, <laughs> you did refer to them as worms once. Well, I just feel like that wasn't joking. That was as a joke. But to that literally was, that talk was also about these encompassing women's, like the to talk about these women's plastic surgery and their own oh, personal yeah. choices. It's like, let's let the characters and these actresses be who they are. And well, also, like, we don't have time or the bandwidth, frankly, to, like, unpack societal beauty standards. That- and why these women who are put, who are brave soldiers and have put their faces on the front lines have made the decisions they've made. By the way, go back and read the reviews of the first episode of this show. And if someone had said that about me, you... And people have been quite cruel, and I've taken to some beauty regimens myself. If people have made comments about your looks, yeah, I one time told that got told I was fat on my Instagram. It's just tough because there aren't a lot of pictures of you on your Instagram. Was it your voice? Yeah. So when they do get me, you know, when they do get at me, it's yeah, that's what I was like. They were like tough note to be like you've gained weight, and it's like you're not wrong, but like I don't need you to tell me that. I would have been like, that's a picture of like Luann Deliceps. Could you please like that's not even me. Like, you don't really I post yourself. I would kill yourself. to look like that bitch. I mean, who wouldn't? I would kill to look like every woman on and just like that. Honest, what I would give to look like Dr. Nia Wallace. Oh, my God. Karen Pittman. No, I love her so much. I do think it's funny that um she said, get my agent's, num- like, an email from IMDb. And I took myself over there. And I think she thinks I have IMDb Pro. It's like, sweetie. Uh, oh, we're, do you have to pay for that? I think I'm going to be investing like ten ninety nine oh, just to get right. Jesus! But I'll be writing that off immediately. It's going to go right into a work folder. That receipt. Okay, great. Much like but this, I mic. do. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. I want right to unpack off. the um the poster because I'm seeing things that are very alarming, and it's all because of the fucking succession posters. And how people are like, there was a plane in the poster. We've known it all along. So now it just has me looking into everything. I know. Everything. Everyone is turning into fucking Swifty conspiracy theorists looking I at the poster. No, I'm like, I'm... guys, it's just the people are like, why is Harry not so close to Charlotte? Does this mean they're that divorcing me. in season two? I've that was me. A, I've gotten it from a lot of people. And I'm like, oh, guys, really? I think he's just not a main cast member. So No, no, no. It's not that. It's he's pouring tea. Or wine or something I for Dr. Nia Wallace. I don't. And what does that? And are you now have a theory and that those single. two are going to fuck? 
I, this is the world I'm picturing. Oh my God. I bet you he has like a crush on her. This is cute. Like where it's just like, he's like a silly, like dorky guy. And he's like, oh my God. Like he's nervous around her. I bet they don't share one frame. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they don't. But you know what I'm believing? Lily and Brady. See, but that feels at least like we've, that's been coming. That feels real. It feels like it's been barreling towards us since they introduced them both in the original series. That we were going to well, have you know to deal we with. We never that. thought we'd see Sarah Jessica Parker and uh, Peter throw up on the street after their date, but that happened. I, I, I'm giving things you, happen on this show. I'm you know, someone got fingered in a kitchen. Someone peed in a bottle. Like things I are coming at us you, fast. I think that they might. It could be that Brady and Lily are getting together. I will truly scream. The interesting thing is that I thought we were getting a winter season, which means Brady would be at college. Maybe Brady quit college. Most likely. And what happened to a Louisa? What was his girlfriend's name? Louisa? Louisa, Louisa oh, and Lisette. I hated that bitch when she I was like. I can't wait to see Lisette again. Oh, Louisa. I loved Lisette. I knew you had your problems with Lisette. The young girl downstairs? Yeah, you're looking at me like I made the name Lisette up. Why Why are we getting her again? <laughs> I love her. So I don't know. She's, she's my favorite God. character. Shut up. <laughs> I just don't know what purpose. they were I don't know what they were thinking when they introduced her. It, the the, the in that her big suitor. Apartment. She's a jewelry designer. She's a hipster jewelry designer living in a apartment bigger than Carrie's. And Carrie was like, "How does she afford that?" With double doors and then remember Carrie sneaks into her apartment and like mm-hmm. turns off her music. Yeah. I can't wait yeah. to watch it just like that again. No, it's so fucking good the rewatch. It's so good. Um, but um, I love the poster, and I'm really looking forward to this whole season. And I think I, my main takeaway from the poster, as I'm opposed to all of your conspiracy theories, is <laughs> it's just that the, they are embracing the bigger world of the show. That we are mm, really going to be spending expanding. time with all of these characters. And I didn't realize that season two of been just like that. We're getting 11 episodes, not 10. That's exciting. I know. We get one more. And I'm hoping that episode is fully devoted to dr nye wallace i hope we get a full episode dedicated to sema i hope we get a full episode dedicated i want them all i fear that that extra episode we're going to la mm. yeah that's with che. We're yeah we're going to la we're going to la with che we're all landing on lax we're all gonna be california girls oh god <laughs> they just don't thrive there these women no i do hope we go on a trip though let's get out of the city i want to go to the hamptons again well, I do know that they go to Coney Island. Well, hmm. You know who's missing from this poster? Steve. Thank fucking God. And I hope that he is basically just a cameo. He can stay his little ass over in Chicago PD. <laughs> so tired of him. Should we get into this episode? Yeah, I do have to say. So my dad was talking to me about shortcomings last Uh-oh. night. And and he oh, was if like, you want to, guys, we're I'm gonna not have going a story to talk of, about it. We are going to have a story about um, Sam's dad. Oh. In this in in an upcoming bonus episode, mm-hmm. yeah. No, this was more of just like we were talking about shortcomings, and he was just telling me how much he really enjoys listening to us. And he's like, "You think Chris is so funny? You laugh so much." Is I'm that like, true? That's all I bring to the show. Just laughter, <laughs> laughter, laughter, and a laughter. disembodied head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you've learned not to be so close to the cameras when we first started. 
What? I was close. Yeah, you were like, I was like, back up so I can see your neck. Well, I was recording on a box. And I had no mic near me. You know, we were in the trenches. We were really down bad. But anyway, let's get into the episode. Let's get into season six, episode one, To Market to Market. We'll start with a little episode synopsis. Carrie plans Mm -hmm. her first date with Berger. Miranda realizes her true feelings for Steve. Charlotte and Harry worry about their compatibility. And Samantha's fucking a criminal. So, um... Tough to have to ask you this again, you know, two weeks later. But what'd you think of this episode? I loved this episode. I loved. did too. And I loved it, it the first time we recorded. And I yeah. loved it the second time, you know? No yeah. memory. Well, coming of- out of season five, you know, the slums, this felt good. This felt energetic. It felt happy. It felt refreshed. Like these women have woken up, you know? Yeah, everyone's got a little bit more pep in their step. Literally, Carrie's running through the streets. So let's hear the monologue and then get into it. Later that day, I got to thinking about the stock market and dating. Are they really that different? If you have a bad stock, you can lose your shirt. If you have a bad date, you can lose your will to live. And if the date is good, the stakes get even higher. After weathering all the ups and downs, you could one day find yourself with nothing. So... When it comes to finance and dating, I couldn't help but wonder, why do we keep investing? I don't know why we do. I I can't. I can't answer that, unfortunately. And I don't think Carrie can either. No, but I... And I I have to say, the stock market and dating are different, Carrie. They really are. Well, they're nothing like one another. Not that I understand Mm, the stock market literally at all. And we don't really understand dating. Uh, Right? No, 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 no. I am down bad on that regard. Yeah, it's tough. Dates have come and gone. They're a mess right now. (laughs) I do appreciate, though, the idea of investment in terms of relationships and how that can get harder the older you get. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it's a nice way to start the beginning of this season. And I also appreciate that this is an episode that's all about anticipation and the way we can work ourselves up. Um, Mm -hmm. I found Carrie very relatable overall in this episode after the past few manic weeks we've had with her. With the Zaza Zoo. The Zaza Zoo, the Pano Chocolat, the chatting with um, men under awnings, the, the, that, I guess we just are really talking about the first episode and the last no, the way she, she treated was fucking um, crazy. Samantha. Yeah. Was season five well, where she leg. also terrorized Charlotte for her ring? Uh oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a delay. <laughs> this is a cursed episode. Truly. Is it better? No. We are having technical difficulties. 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 This episode is so cursed. It really is fucking cursed. Like, uh, sick of it. I am too. All right, shall we? Okay. Are we getting into the monologue? Well, you read the monologue already. Right. Did we get into it? But now we got it. We tried, and then then shit started going downhill. Oh, boy. Um, mm-hmm. Are we recording this? We're recording locally. I don't know. Hold on. I I very rarely use Google this Google thing. 
That's fine. It... Yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks, bestie. Thanks, B. Okay. Okay. Um... <sighs> you normally say, like, so what did you think of the monologue? I don't. Yeah, so let's just start there because I think we already. Do you want me to read you the monologue no, no, again? No, no, I mean I can read. It's not like your read was so <laughs> fresh. <laughs> I wasn't putting a, an extra spit on it. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Let's get into. Wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So, what do you think of the monologue? Um, it's not one of her best. I actually, loved you know. It. Oh, okay. Why? As just a general idea, I think the uh, the investment in terms of relationships and dating as you get older is um, mm-hmm. a smart one. I don't personally understand the stock market enough, but I understand that investing in it is a thing. It is. And as we learned, Charlotte invested in her n- in Carrie's newspaper. Yeah, Charlotte's got a lot of disposable wealth. Yeah, she's throwing it everywhere. Um, but I, so I think investing is an interesting idea. But really, my whole thing in this episode is about anticipation. I really love Carrie throughout this episode. I think she comes back in season six in a fresh, sane way that we've been missing for the last five weeks. Um, or I'm sorry, eight weeks in season five. Well, I wouldn't say sane. I would. But I def. I would. Oh. As sane as this woman can be. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Because I was like, she's not feeling very sane to me, but she's definitely more... more. The, um, and there were more insane people in this episode than Carrie. Whereas I don't know that that was true the last eight weeks of season five. No, she was easily the most unhinged. Stomp in the I, goddamn yard of insanity. <laughs> and of course, we, mental asked, health is a real thing, and we want to support everyone in their mental health journey. Right, but it also... I, I think you asked if season five was the season where she asks for um, money for the down payment on the apartment. Well, I don't know that anyone heard that because of her tech issues, but go oh, on. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> don't cut that, Brian. You know, a sneak behind the, the wall. And shout out to everyone on Patreon. We don't know what you're getting tomorrow because this episode is – this episode recording it has been the biggest shit show. Is Mercury in retrograde? <laughs> It n- it never not is. It truly, I'm at this point. I'm starting to think like we every don't even, fucking day. I get an email that's like Mercury you know, is approaching retrograde. It's like yeah. I thought we were in it. Or they'll be like Mercury's in retrograde, but this time it's affecting your tech. We're weaning like, off of Mercury in retrograde. Te- your tech will be awful. Yeah, it's horrible. Or maybe Mercury's just in retrograde for us. Like we're the only two it's affecting. <laughs> I think so. Everyone else is it's like, got us. everything's fine. Yeah, it's got us good. Um. So, but was season five the episode where she terrorizes Charlotte? Or is that the, I think that's the end of season four. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. Um. Let's chat about the opening of this episode and the sort of freshness it's supposed to bring to season six. Did that work for you? The sort of Carrie's not pregnant, we're running the streets again? Loving it. Loving it. She's running through the streets. There's energy. There's a pep in her step. She's like ready to take on the stock market. Um, And I don't know. Like it's just nice to see her active and like feeling energized because season five was tough. Although I will say I know she was pregnant, but I think she gave us a lot in season five in terms of running around that city. 
and her manic energy. Like, I do think, like... Uh, I don't think she was running. No, I mean, remember when she was running around uh, b- between trying to get into the Guggenheim, her skirt was flying, she was screaming every which way? The, there was a, yeah, there was a lot of screaming. Oh, God. And she does scream, actually, later in this episode. The one thing I wanted to note is, is that there is a wonderful cab driver at one point who the camera lands on him and he says, fuck, motherfucker, fuck shit. And um, Samantha will say that later this season. And, you know, I would have loved to have seen a scene where Samantha and that cab driver interacted. Maybe they did at one point and we never saw it. And I that's where she picked, picked that up. Fuck, motherfucker, fuck shit. Yeah. One of my favorite yeah. phrases, right up there with um when she says something along the lines of I think it's in the episode uh with Carrie and her shoes, a woman writes her shoes, where she's t- that's also the tea bagging episode, and she mm-hmm. just says like when you're sucking his balls. <laughs> this woman has been through She it. delivers a line like no other. Well, speaking of Samantha, let's get into her. So she is a, you know, anti-gentrification queen she's disgusted by what's happening to the meatpacking district she only wants to see oscar meyer not tom ford not anybody not else pottery barn well who wants to see a pottery barn are people still is pottery barn out of business no i definitely bought something from there from my apartment yikes why is that yikes i just feel like pottery barn is like target dressed up is that rude to say and it might be but the quality it's like you, is like, great you're getting pottery barn just get home essentials <laughs> room essentials yeah. and save yourself that I'm extra sorry, $20 I couldn't find a fucking TV stand that I liked like they're all so ugly so I found one on Pottery Barn I think you should be getting everything custom but that's um, that's me okay money bags <laughs> how am I gonna do that um, so she's concerned that the neighborhood is changing and She's walking home past her leather bar. I love that there's this idea that they all know her. They're like, you're looking great, Samantha. Mm -hmm. And then a Hummer pops up. And I want to say two things before. Well, I want to say two things. We're going to discuss Chip Kilkenny as one of them. Mm, Of course. What is the appeal of a Hummer? It is the most hideous car. understood. I guess if you wanted to drive a tank. It's like hyper masculine. It was also like very is it a big in the early two thousands. Like wealth, were they really expensive? Yes, they were really expensive. The gas was like it was like three three miles to the gallon. Like it was just so. Is it that was a lot? Giving, yeah, like, someone who doesn't drive, I was like, that sounds pretty good. N- yeah, that's insane. <laughs> and it also was just like the Bush era. Like that's just what it reminds me of. Like. George Bush and like going to war and like people are getting Hummers. Like it's just like, like I distinctly remember like seeing a lot of them on the road. In Detroit? Yes, they were everywhere. Yellow ones, green ones. I also think it's crazy. Nowhere in New York City do you just like, he just pulls up and gets out of his car. Like it's just like. I also wanted to know like, because he left it running, it seemed. What's going on with Chip Kilkenny? Well, what did you (laughs) think of Chip Kilkenny? A great name. Oh, it hit disgusting. This name is up there with Capote Duncan's name it, in terms they, of like the perfect name for his character. They're like, let's get us back to season one. We introduced a mm. man in episode one, season one, who Chris wanted him to spit in his mouth. We're open in season six. Let's start with another. And Chip Kilkenny is disgustingly hot. D- disgustingly. Like, Straight up filthy. you and I have. I believe discussed this Uh-oh. maybe on the episode that uh, that we uh, is lost. in the trash, yeah, that we lost. But 
I believe now we're in the era of hot, like really hot men on this show. Like we're not getting like everyday Joes anymore. We're not like, getting. We're going to um, be getting hotties. Skipper and um, no fucking Tweety Bird. <laughs> Watch your mouth. I knew you were going to say Tweety Bird. And honestly, I'm going to drag getting, a man. We're, we're gonna, not getting Joe Big Bone. I'm going to drag a man that I did love. We're not getting Bradley Migos. Okay, we're past that. <laughs> Okay, I've been hanging my hat on a fucking Bradley Mego when I could have had a chip kill Kenny. I know. No, I know. Like, we were truly in the trenches, like, trying to find gold wherever we could. Now, I want And we weren't... It wasn't good. I want to point out one thing that I do really appreciate that sort of came to me upon my, you know, rewatch the fourth time because of how many times we've had to record this. And it is that I actually really think there is something... While I don't think it was intentional at all, I think there's something really meta about the fact that as she gets older, Samantha's men have gotten hotter. Like, I think that that there is something about the fact that now she's the boss Mm -hmm. and is fucking these younger hot guys as the show progresses. Whereas at the beginning, there's something like, I mean, remember that guy she had an affair with who was married? Hideous. She was like, who is this? <laughs> no, he or, was oh, disgusting. Oh my God, remember that? Well, this storyline was quite problematic, but remember the guy with the maid? He was um, not eaten up oh. with cute. Yeah. He was. That um, was. He had a much like us on this call, a face for radio. Yeah, it was, it was tough. I just feel like now, too, like we're not in the 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 space of like, does Samantha want a relationship? Does she not want a relationship? Because I feel like in the very, very beginning of the show, like seasons one and two, it was kind of portraying Samantha as someone who just like, it was like sad. Yes. Like that all she wanted was sex and that was sad. And now like we're leaning in and being like, no, she's a fucking boss. She's going to fuck Chip. And she's going to get some insider trading tips. Although you know what's really funny is I'm thinking about it we have this conceit as Samantha as the sexy single one. Mm-hmm. And of course she is. And that is sort of how she's defined in the terms of the the drum each of them are supposed to beat at the brunch table. She's been in like several committed relationships. She's had several love interests. It's the, like re-watching the show. I had forgotten that she has as many love interests as the other women. Um mm-hmm. She has three, honestly. And I, Charlotte only has two serious love interests. Mm-hmm. I just think the way she talks about sex is so different than that. Certainly, but I'm also just thinking, like, season four, she's only with Richard. Season five, she's on the, um, sort of, she's trying to get her energy back after that breakup. Mm -hmm. And we really only see her have a sexual encounter with, um, the delivery guy. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. And so I'm just, and then, after this episode, because spoiler alert, we've already recorded it, we meet... Uh, Smith next week. So then she's mm-hmm. in basically with him for the entirety of season six. Yeah. So she's and she been, was with Maria in three. Yeah. So she's been. And she was with, with um, James. Uh, and I will say, I actually didn't count Maria. I had forgotten about her. So James, Maria, Richard, and Smith. She actually has more love interests throughout the show than Carrie. Mm-hmm. No, she wow. has the same amount. And Miranda. Wow. She's like double Miranda. She's double Miranda. Well, if you count Skipper, Steve, and... Um, I don't count Skipper. Dr. Uh, Richard Leeds. I was going to say Dr. Richard Nolten-Hot-Wallace. <laughs> Dr. Robert his, Leeds. Ro- I was like, his Richard? name isn't Richard, but I couldn't land on <laughs> what um, his real name was. 
Um, I'm just saying, I think we forget no, that agree. Samantha was yoked for most of this show. She is this, mm-hmm. And then when she wasn't, she was really doing the lick work. Yeah, yeah, she was. Remember when she, remember when she fucked that college student? There was some Sam Jones. I gotta go back I'll and watch that him. one. I love you, Sam Jones. She was like, sir. sir like, get away from my me. door. <laughs> so she's instantly attracted to Chip Kilkenny. I love, I'm in 3F. I'm in 4F. Ooh, that sounds promising. Yeah, I'm right. He's like, you're right under me. Mm. And so she rolls in with a present. And this man opens the door. I know. In a like a Sean Cody film, just in a full, <laughs> a full a towel only. Mm-hmm. And he says, "If I grab that basket, my towel will fall." I was like, "We might as well just put brown like porn music." Yeah, <laughs> like you might as well have just not answered the door with your towel. Honestly, like he should have just opened it. And there was there was his dick, and I wish we'd seen it swinging but we did get a nice ass shot and he is officially um top peter of peter and patience wait mm-hmm. was that her name yeah peter and patience. peter and patience i wanted to say peter prentice but of course that was with the showrunner of insecure with that little Free butt we now like that his I've seen butt. chips ass it's, no but now that i've seen chips i gotta put it chip number one then steve <laughs> i then was gonna peter. say steve's gotta be number two yeah. steve's got a tight little ass um and no one has better thighs than mr big and so, so they have sex, and he gives her a little stock tip, which Samantha writes down, and then they fuck again. Mm-hmm. Then it cuts to them fucking, and this is the strangest sex scene I've ever seen. It's, and of course, none of the sex scenes on Sex and the City are sexy, but right. she's like mock slapping him, and he's saying, like, I'm a bad boy. It's one of the funniest performances that she gives, but in why my opinion. She like, actually just be slapping him. Because. I don't think that that's, like, what they're doing. Like, I don't think, like, I think that's the point. Like, she wants to be, like, oh, like, slapping him. And then the police come. With the king of this truly, episode, Juan. It's one of my favorite scenes is when she, like, covers her breasts. like Miss Jones, Juan! And she's so happy to see him. <laughs> and she's like, uh-oh. <laughs> she's, like, still on top of him. She, like, he, in the world of the show, he's still inside of her. You know? Yes! He's not out. I bet you he's shrunk. Instantly. I mean, if the if the FBI was raiding my home, I would, I would shrink too instantly. I'd have an innie by the Shri- end of that. Shrivel. <laughs> Shriveling. Can we also just bring up that he has, he himself, I don't know what's going on in this building. His bed is also, has been set up in the middle of the apartment. And I it's know the there's layout. studios, but like, you can still put your bed up against the wall. Maybe that's not their vibe. But my thing is, is like, doesn't it scoot with the thrust? Well, it's not on wheels. Sam's is. Sam Jones? I don't know. She's rolling that bed all around the room. Uh, It didn't. Well, it doesn't seem to be rolling next week, but we don't want to get there. We don't want (laughs) to spoil anything. That bed is on and off wheels, you know? Yeah. Let's get into Charlotte. Oh, because there's really nothing else to say about Sam. Yeah, the guy gets arrested and, and she's, she's like, sad about it. All the good ones are getting arrested. <laughs> You're so good at her voice. So let's get into Charlotte. She is super annoyed that Harry won't marry her, but is willing to like not follow kosher rules. He does say I'm co- I'm conservative, not kosher, and I didn't really I've never heard that phrasing before. Mm. Um 
And so he's not consistent. And so she decides to ask him about it while they're having sex. And this too was upsetting to me. I don't know. I just was, I didn't really want to see everyone thrusting like that. It was a lot of thrusting, especially for Charlotte. Like this was I mean, a she very... was putting in the work. <laughs> no, I know. She was getting down. I've never on, worked that much Harry. in the bedroom. <laughs> never. And it's just like, wow. It it was some manipulation. No, can I this is gonna be a strange question to ask. Go for it. What? I don't know that if I was as Oprah once said, uh, coming. You have you seen that clip where she can't figure out how to ask the question? No, but as like coming as a man or coming as a woman? Well, coming. Well, I've never come as a woman, so I can't speak to that. Okay, um, but as a man, um, and gender, of course, is fake. I don't know that like I would answer a question just like with something like yes, of course. <laughs> like it's the, like, I was like, what is this strange concept? If someone asked me a qu- now again, maybe uh, maybe the, my next lover, I'll say, look, at the moment of completion, ask me a question and let's see what I say. Yeah, but I like asking a question. Have the presence of mind. <laughs> I mean, but as he said, is... I can't answer anything when I'm about to come. No, it's leading the witness or something he said, right? I, I don't know. You've been watching too much Good Wife because I don't think he said that. <laughs> that is a legal phrase, and I don't know where it you is. heard it. But I feel like he said. Did that, that come up on I a recent episode of Grey? He felt manipulated. Yeah, but he did not say leading the witness. But that is a legal phrase. I'm proud of you. Are you a law girly now? Yeah. Because uh, I thought you were now a medical girl because you're fully in grays. Well, you know I am. I thought you would put your law hat off when you dropped Alicia and the gang and you were now. I wear multiple hats. Yeah. Oh, so you still got, you You might as well have a medical degree. Mm-hmm. Once you and get to season 11. Oh, once I get to season 11, I'll be. You'll be graduated. You, you are an attending when you finish that. I. <laughs> Maybe your chief. I don't know. No, like I like they literally do like a bowel obstruction, and I'm like oh, child's play. Like I'm like there is this an episode. Is I'm not sure if you've gotten to it where someone basically has a head trauma, and then they um something comes to them. They start speaking another language, and you find out it's because it's like in their brain. And I have always thought that somewhere in my brain actually lies all of this medical knowledge. And then if you just clonked me on the head the right way, I'd be like, I'd get me a, I can't think of one. I'm like, get me You'd a be like house. Fat. Yeah. <laughs> I never liked house, although I'm so attracted to you, I was Lori. not a house girl. Yeah, I was not house to boots down in that way. Although maybe that should be our yes. next podcast. House the Boots Down. A House Rewatch podcast. Oh, I would rather die. <laughs> Every fucking episode exactly That's the same. That's like you being like, let's watch The Big Bang Theory. I'd be like, let's fucking Bazinga. die. <laughs> I, my dad loves The Big Bang Theory. Uh, shout out to it Steve. It kills me. Well, shout out to my No, no, don't, no, not yet. We've got a story to share over on Patreon. So... Charlotte and Carrie go grocery shopping and she shares that she's converting to Judaism and um, as a little sneak peek of next week, you are going to listen to Sam and I have a realization and we're just going to share it now and you'll hear us have it live on air next week. It is insane Mm -hmm. that these two are talking about this this early. They've been Mm -hmm. dating a month. Uh, Weeks. Maybe tops two months. Tops. Like tops. Charlotte's freshly divorced. Freshly divorced, like, freshly, you know, realizing, like, all of this stuff about her fertility. Like, she's got a lot going on. I feel like legally you shouldn't be able to get married the year after you've been married. 
Like, I feel like the gut, like, we need to be like, you're on pause. Yeah, like, you gotta chill, babe. You're in, like, relationship Please. escrow. You can't make any major decisions. Yeah, it's just, it. she's moving really quickly. And I understand that, like, when you're older, like, things do tend to move quicker because just life experience, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I don't know if you need to be getting out of one serious relationship, a.k.a. a marriage, and, like, then converting to another religion. It just seems like a lot. And I don't want this she, rewatch. Well, she also, like, converted for Trey in a way. Like, she converted to? into this, like... What? To what? <laughs> to like a cons- like more conservative, like stay at home wife. Like she converted it into that life. Like oh, she changes. I'm not sure. I would say I wouldn't consider that conversion. I would pick. I've I've always found the Trey storyline to be she's getting everything she wanted and it's not right. Mm, okay. Whereas, and then the answer to that storyline is now she has to change. Which seems difficult, but isn't that ultimately a good thing? Mm-hmm. Wow. But um, although, you know, now I'm thinking, I really don't want this rewatch podcast to ruin literally the love story of my lifetime, Charlotte and Harry Goldenblatt. It did kind of put a damper on things but, last week. But now us. I am thinking, like, also Harry doesn't have to do any level of changing. It's like everything's on her. None. Mm-hmm. And that's... What is that? That's not great feminist storytelling. That's... Kind of why they broke up. Hold on, they are still together. Don't you? Oh no, not in season two. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about? No, I mean, like in this season, like yeah. when they. Yeah. Yeah, she tries to push him, and you can't. But I just think Harry doesn't have to give anything up, except no, I guess he has to wear baseball clothes. Baseball in the fucking dining room. Harry's a and fucking pig. I hate him. <laughs> Running around her <laughs> Tiffany's beautiful apartment, dick no, out, like, balls out. He, you know what? Even Steve slob. kept his under underwear on. He may have not washed his ass, but he kept his underwear on. But he didn't sit directly on Miranda's couch with his. I can't even say it. With his balls. Well, with his dirty ass. Was. And I don't think Harry's, you know, I don't think he's using a wet wipe, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, There's not a fucking chance. If he's acting like that. Teabags everywhere. There's no way he's he's wiping his ass. His kids are running amok. Don't even get me started on Rock. Oh. He's rolling. I'm not ready for Rock. Maybe Rock will calm down season two of him just like that. Skateboarding and he's holding onto the walls. Yeah. But he does have a huge dick, as we saw. (laughs) Huge. That huge prosthetic dick. Good for him. Yeah. I now having just dragged him, I did love their their end scene Mm. where he where Charlotte realizes that she has to share that she might not be able to give him children. And then she says and he says, we'll deal. And Mm. I had just totally forgotten that adoption and the whole Elizabeth Taylor thing is thread so early in the season. And I just thought their final moment was really lovely. Um, I, I, I did want to point out that I think their beds are too small for people with that amount of money. They're in a queen, right? I look like a twin. Like, it, to, it looked like a twin to me at tiny. one point. They're like right looks, next to one another. I didn't see any space between them. I have a queen and like I regret it. I'm like, why didn't I get a king? I, I mean, I have a queen, but it's because I don't want anyone in my bed with me. Right. Like it is purposeful. Right. So, but I love that last scene. I think they're so cute together. Um, so cute. I mean, no, we just dragged him, like you said, but they are really cute together. Yeah, and um, 
I think I asked you this on the first time we tried recording this, but I would like you to, pr- if we're going to have to listen to your um, conversion story, I'd like you to speed oh. it up and be done by the time Charlotte is. So you've got about yeah, six Yeah, I don't weeks. think that's going to happen. Charlotte seemed to get about, through it right quick. Takes about six months to a year. Well, she, she, Charlotte took to it like a gefilte fish to water, as we're going to have to hear Carrie say later this season. And that's a line that rings through my head. Yeah, that just really came out. And can we also chat about... Be- Carrie Bradshaw's Jewishness. Some people think she is, some don't. And she seems to have no reaction to Charlotte's choices here. I don't think she's Jewish. A lot of, there's been, I mean, a lot of Jewish, I mean, there's, right, there are articles written about it that the character could be Jewish and that there's nothing explicit about her Jewishness. I was reading about. So then why do they think that? I, I don't personally know. But I just think that it's... Did you not read these articles? No, I did, but they didn't really go into why they think it. They just are assuming she is. Sounds like a great article. Um, But I think Michael Patrick King has even said she is, but it's not important. But it's interesting that they would have written that and not have Carrie have any sort of... um, well, it'd be weird because she like went to like his church and like she was doing the whole thing. I don't know. Well, that's next week, Big's right? Church. Or is, was that no, this Big's week? Church. Oh, Big's Church. I was like, wait, was maybe she it's wanted his mom? That would have been nice like... had we seen her convert. Carrie <laughs> to Christianity. God, remember, <laughs> to she dropped that Bible <gasps> and that dumbass I hat. Killed. I would have killed myself. <sighs> God, season one. You don't know what you got till it's gone. The good old days. Let's get into Miranda. Okay. So Miranda and Steve are co-parenting. The scene is super cute. And then she rubs shit on her face. Fucking Miranda can't help herself. Like, this girl gets in it. Literally. She's always got shit shit. on her face. Like like Ruby on her walk. There's always, she's always just got something going on. And, like, I just feel for her. And, like, she's always dealing with Brady's shit and Steve's shit. And now she got shit on her face. And so, and at one point, it dribbles down from her forehead into the crack of, her, like, the crevice of her nose. And it is the most upsetting image. And we've seen skid marks. We've seen women devastated. We've seen, mm. we've seen Carrie piss herself in bed. Mm-hmm. When that shit trickled to the side, to the left side of her nose, basically touching her eye. I have never wanted to throw up more in my entire life. No, I would have fucking died. I would burn my face off. And so then Steve is like, she's like, baby, wipe me. Then she grabs it and they're running around. I'm like, you two, this is the, this is your relationship writ large. (laughs) Just shit chasing each other. (laughs) It was, it was, no, it was so disgusting. The things we've seen on this show. Uh, you're telling me. I mean, Miranda's literally has poop on her face. They're chasing each other around. They're acting up. And uh, Steve makes an oopsie. Yeah, he's like, oh, Brady, tell mommy to stop chasing daddy. And she's like, get the fuck out of my apartment. I don't have time to sit around and listen to you order food. And, like, you dropped the baby off months, hours ago. Get the fuck out. And he's like, okay, bitch. Doesn't even say bye to Brady. No, he does. He goes, bye, Brady, and, like, kisses the baby and then gives her a little scowl. And then we cut right to Miranda at Carrie's door. She needs alcohol. She's like, take this baby. For some reason, Carrie's like, I only have Kahlua, although I will say, spoiler, in the next episode, she does have a rack of wine in her kitchen. Oh, so she stocked up. Yeah, she was like, well, you never know. My friends might show up with needing alcohol. I can't. Also, when she, like, had those old-ass Triscuits. What kind of person also, what kind of adult person only has Kahlua? 
Like, I feel you should either have no alcohol or better alcohol than just Kahlua. Carrie's such a fucking mess. I also just can't picture Carrie drinking Kahlua. Mudslides? What is she doing? We had Applebee's? (laughs) Shout out to the University of Maryland where I went to college and we would go and get fancy cocktails from Applebee's, which should show you that was the, um, (laughs) that was how bad the bars were they are. That you would get a mudslide. I was never a mudslide girly. I was um, pro- I was honestly probably drinking like um, a cosmopolitan. Oh, I had well, not yet discovered my better? deep love of tequila. Uh, <laughs> have you had a mudslide? It is better. Is it chocolate? That chocolate milkshake drink. It's disgusting. <laughs> that sounds delicious. <laughs> you would love a mudslide, honestly. <laughs> I really would. Get one this weekend. I feel like it'll. You'll be right as rain. I will. By the end of this summer, that will be your drink of choice. <laughs> mudslide. The drink of the summer. <laughs> it's just tough to walk into an establishment and say you want a mudslide. I know. I wonder what would happen if I did that. Like, I would if literally... I went into like a real bar and like, <laughs> you've got to yeah. pick the uh, you got to pick the right establishment. If you... what if I went to the Bronx? <laughs> I don't. I I, I feel and like... I was like, can I have a mudslide? I think the, I think that's a um come as you are establishment they took all of my orders quite well although i think i ordered something once and they were like buddy like no like you this is what did you order i think i asked for like um like a mezcalita like a spicy mezcalita and they were like <laughs> sir like <laughs> you're literally at a wendy's you're literally at a dive bar you, asking for a mess. Guys, if you're not from detroit and you haven't been to the bronx which for four days i referred to as the bronze yeah. And I don't know why you didn't correct me. It's like, a, oh, I did multiple times. Every time you said No, it, you didn't. I was like. Chris, I did. No, each time I was like, going to the bronze again. And you would just give it a ha-ha. <laughs> and then finally, the last the day, you were like, just as an FYI. <laughs> and I was well, talking to people like, I love it here at the bronze. I'm new to town. I just moved here from LA. <laughs> and no one corrected you. <laughs> and then they would go the next night with a new story. I love that. And your new identity. Yeah. What a I really I Vacation Chris is really a different could Barb get the fuck out of here? <laughs> She's like really annoying. Does she have something to add about Miranda and Steve? Anyway. And so Carrie suggests that she ask her him out on a date. And so she calls him, and this is one of my favorite scenes in the episode. The tight rope she has to walk, the the cough at the beginning of the call as soon as she hears it, just the, <clears throat> hey, Steve. <laughs> no, this episode is so fucking funny. Like, <laughs> Carrie being like, yeah, we all know you're in love with Steve. And then, then we get to the phone call and it's like, it's so real. So real. I, can you ha- Can you imagine having to call and ask people out on voicemail? No, the, I'm would, so happy that now I, I basically just have forever. to text men and say, like, meet me at this bar in 20 minutes yeah. or yeah. you're dead to me. Imagine, like, calling them and being like, hi, um, it's me. I'm actually now thinking about this. I am hard pressed to think if I have ever spoken to a man I've dated on the telephone. I avoid it at all costs. Unless it's I like, hey, it. I'm downstairs. Come down now. Click. Yeah. Like if it's like emergency. <laughs> yeah. But I, I I don't I mean Zoom calls maybe face FaceTime. What are you zooming? Well, I would FaceTime with an ex boyfriend who traveled a ton. Oh 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 okay. But the idea of like I'm gonna call you on the phone. But I did used to have very long phone calls with friends. You're a phone call girl. You and Grace. 
Yeah, I'll do a phone call every now and then. But like when when Danny calls me, I'm like, what do you need, babe? Like, what's up? Yeah, who wants to stay on the phone with a man? <laughs> I cannot imagine the appeal of that. Well, I'm always like, is everything okay? Truly, like, if anyone an calls me that isn't like you or an, honestly just you, if I look down at my phone and I see anyone else calling me, I assume shit is going down. Someone's like, I, dead. Although I will say when you were going through your trauma, you didn't call. You just like fired off the strain, the like most devastating text message. And I was like, bitch, can you call? Like, Well, yeah, I was like, you were like, so for recording tomorrow. And I was like, oh. yeah, just as an FYI, beep is yeah, going on. And then, then you called me and you're like, are you OK? <laughs> I was like, not really. You were like, no. Nah. And then you basically got more. You started out fine and then got more teary eyed as we went on in the conversation. <laughs> Then I was like, all right, I got to I got to go. I've got to get to work. So fucking bad. Those like the days like Logan, the de- the night Logan Roy died. Oh, my God. Like that was a that fucking Sunday, guys. Was one for the history book to watch and not just because Logan died. There was a lot of other to things have to pick on. your life up off the ground, basically. And then to get into bed comfy, depths. cozy, ready to watch succession and to watch that episode. I mean. All right, what were we talking about? uh, Miranda um, leaving the message. Right, so ultimately they go to dinner, and oh my god, Steve, 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 Steve-o at this dinner. He's so embarrassing. He is like, the candles. It's real dark in here. (laughs) I can barely read, but that's more failure (laughs) of the Queen's public school system. No, and then he was like, when he was telling Miranda that she looked really nice. You look really nice tonight. You got a hot date later. He's so like, can you shut the fuck up and just let her talk? This is the most. I hate this guy. He's so upsetting. And then he's like, well, and she's so earnest. It's so heartbreaking. Um, yeah. And it is interesting. So I, you know, and I think I said this. I do believe that Kristen Davis should have won the Emmy for this season. And I'm going to have my eye on all three of the supporting girls because they were all nominated. And I have to say, if I had to give one of them based off of this episode, it might be Miranda, because Cynthia Nixon, because I thought she was did such great work in that scene when she mm-hmm. starts to tell him and he just sort of cuts her off. I know why. I know why you called me here. You don't want to see me no more. And she's like, um, I got a girlfriend what? anyway. It's going really good. Her name's Debbie. <laughs> And the way this show drags these poor women, not that Miranda Carey, Samantha, and Charlotte are like these great names, but I feel like each new woman they introduce is Jessica, Debbie. I think Hayden's wife's name is like Jenny. It's like. I know. I know. They're like, how can I pick a name out of a fucking hat of basic bitches? And shout out to all of our listeners whose names are those. And um, some of them are iconic. And I say this, by the way, my name is Christopher Lewis. No one's ever picked up two (laughs) names off the wall. From the ground. <laughs> Just like not one first blur. What can we name this yeah. kid? <laughs> then let him drown in a pool. So Miranda's <laughs> devastated. Are you okay? De- I mean, devastated. Chris, you know when you bring up the pool story, I can't help it. Okay. Um, so she's devastated. I love the devastated. scene between Carrie and Miranda on the bench. I I think Carrie is such a great friend to her when she pushes past Miranda's boundaries and is like, I, w- I will agree to not look at you, but I am going to tell you the truth. And she mm-hmm. says to her, this is your life. You two have a baby together. This isn't high school. 
And I know that we shat on season five a lot and basically said there was not one redeeming factor. But I do think season five really charted and was trying to tell stories of like these women are growing up. And I feel like without those eight episodes, this line wouldn't have hit as hard, which like this isn't high school. Like we have to start thinking about the ramifications of our choices we're getting older and we've only got 19 more episodes. So Yeah, and also like you have a baby with this person. This isn't something that you can just kind of like ignore. Although Char- like although t- you're going to be with him forever. To Miranda's credit, she does say earlier when she goes over to Carrie's apartment, this isn't uncomplicated. We have the baby to think about. So it's not yeah. like she she is aware of that, but I just thought that they were um really great together. It's just, it's one of those, it's a great classic scene between the two of them that I would rarely ever think about because I also think Cynthia Nixon is so great there because there are times where you are like, I cannot talk about this and I will actually kill you if you try to bring it up. Mm-hmm. But sometimes your friends got to talk about it. But then um, as soon as Carrie is a good friend, she is also a terrible friend because she runs away from her at her friend at her to- greatest time of need. In her, t- I know she's like <laughs> contemplating if she wants to be with the father of her child. And Carrie's and like, gotta Carrie's- go. I just saw this man. I barely know. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> gotta go see this man that I uh, ran ran Ragged. off the street. Um, yeah. I. I- and I don't know 100% sure, but shorties, if you know, I wonder if that park they're sitting in is the same park she told Miranda, that Miranda told Carrie she was pregnant in. Oh. Because they're, they're in a similar sort of circular park, and I wonder if it's the same, but I don't know. But if you, and here we're going to hear from people like these two idiots don't even live in New York City. That's a famous park. <laughs> Have they- Everyone knows that park. It's Central Park, you dumbass. It's not. I'm kidding. <laughs> Remember when we didn't know that diner that Che and Miranda ate in and everyone was up our ass? We were I got no less than 10 messages like, that is the down. famous Starlight Diner. How dare you not know that? I'm like, I'm guys, so- it looks like a shithole. Sorry. <laughs> I wonder if that's the same diner that um, Richard uh, Medley? Dorinda Medley? Who's Richard? Oh, I'm like, who? <laughs> I like blinked on his name. Richard would like give all the money to the homeless people. I I, I feel Remember like Richard. Story? No, I, I I can't get into Dorinda and Richard right now. No, he would like like Dorinda would have to give him like ver- like like she would have to like give him an allowance because he would give all his money away to whom? Just homeless people outside to, this diner. Yes, yeah, they like loved him. They came to his funeral. I don't think. Uh, first of all, I feel like. Well, you know what? Let's. I was about to say something Let's really Let's skip that. Let's go over yeah. there. Let's leave that over there. Let's put it. Um, I do think it is the diner the from the movie Tick Tick Boom, the movie and play Tick Tick Boom, though. And if you okay. didn't see that, um, shout out to Andrew Garfield, a beautiful man who Sam once said to me, "I simply don't understand his appeal." What, you guys, I know I'm rarely wrong. <laughs> But <laughs> really right. Never seen her. Yeah, but I was very deeply wrong. I he's a beautiful man, and I and then a theory. week later, you were like, "I am so fucking attracted to Andrew Garfield," <laughs> and I was like, "Bitch, here are the receipts." Yeah, I was like, I not you six days ago. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. All right, let's get into Carrie. Oh boy! So she's looking forward to her date with Burger. He calls and asks her to see a movie, Craig's Room. Not a real movie. It sounded terrible to me. I don't know why anyone would go and see this shithole independent film. Okay. And the girl. Are you not an independent film? I, 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 I love independent movies more than anything else, but Craig's Room just sounds like a nightmare of a movie. A drag. Like it, it sounds like a Dreadful. movie made by, um, 
what are those gentlemen's names? They play the two brothers, the like Delorier. Now, the fact that I have the Delorier brothers at my fingertip, but you know those <laughs> those brothers upstairs at the Mindy Project. You know those two. Yeah, they are independent filmmakers and make just like the most like. Oh, you, what what was that phrase of movies? It mumblecore. Mumblecore. Yeah, they were like independent movies from the early two thousand tens that were like depressed white people living in cities who and it became like a genre of independent movies terrible okay. that's definitely what craig's room is definitely and so the girls suggest she go on a date to take the edge off because she's absolutely on one about burgers she's bought seven outfits they're like you need to chill mm-hmm. she's like i don't know what that means and so we meet a man named willie and i've never seen you so well depicted on screen well, remember you had that sty for a few months that you wouldn't shut up about? It wasn't a few months, but it did keep coming back. <laughs> yeah, you, and that sty and, and you were in a fight like <laughs> I am with a patch of dry skin on my forehead. It was like my eye, but this poor man, Willie, when that bird landed on it. The first time, it was like, wow. And guys, go back and watch this scene. The background actors are having a great time. There's one man behind Carrie who is trying to give it his all and not pay attention, but then he finally Uh breaks. Then there's a waitress and a woman sitting who just don't give a fuck and are so excited to be in a scene. They're laughing. They're watching the entire thing. They're cut. They're looking directly in camera. (laughs) I need to go back and and see that because I was distracted. Because you know how like when... um, Charlotte and Anthony are on screen together. It's like seeing yourself. Is That's this how I felt with Carrie and, and Willie. Willie. I was like, wow. Well, this is me. When that balsamic vinaigrette jumped off of his plate into his thigh, <laughs> I was like, well, there's Sam. <laughs> like that shit happens to me all or the time. I could see Ruby you... hit me in the face with her tail the other day. I could see you on Instagram <laughs> live like, I don't, I don't know. Do, can you guys see my thigh? I didn't know. I didn't know if I should not do this Instagram live, like the sty, you know, I don't know. The sty. (laughs) Willie is an icon. And then so he flips the table over and Carrie's like, I have the fuck out of here. Yeah, she's. I want to know how she, how did she know him again? I don't remember. We don't know. I can't fathom how these two met. We only know that basically she says he, he called me. A guy I've known for a while finally called me and asked me out. Um, he feels like someone that would work at her newspaper. He feels like someone she would never interact with. Ever. I don't even... That's what I'm saying. Like, for work, she would have to interact with him, and that's it. But then you'd think they would have said that. They make it seem like they met at a party, where these two people seem to live in two different, like, New Yorks. They do not intersect. This guy is... I was going to say he's New Jersey. He's... I don't know. He's Midwest. Lovingly, and I love the Midwest. No one loves the Midwest more than me. You know, I'm sad I'm not probably able to get there this summer. Just everything's so booked. But should we cut that? I love the Midwest. Are you not coming to Michigan? Every weekend, I'm going to San Francisco instead. You want to fly out and meet me there? Yeah. (laughs) I'll let you know the dates. Yeah, please. Um, If there are any San Francisco shorties, I'll be there in late July. Maybe we could meet at a restaurant on the wharf. Not the war. <laughs> um, so she decides to leave. Or no, she doesn't decide to leave. We don't really see the end of the date. Although I wish we played that scene a little longer, honestly. Yeah, I would let's, have liked it to just like, get, wait a beat. Let's get Willie back up, back at the table, see them try mm-hmm. to get the check. Yeah. 
Um, Carrie sees Berger on the street and she fucking bolts. She's a maniac. And again, we said she was more grounded in this episode. More grounded than the last eight. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But she's still going to carry. I'm gonna, Carrie's uh, yeah, going to carry. She's got to. And so she's running down the street and like a bat out of hell, like a bat out of Canadian tuxedo hell. <laughs> here turns around old Aiden Shaw. It's getting Elvis the way he's like looking. It's like Elvis is in the building. No, that's like, an impression that's I can't vibe. do as Elvis. I can only do Colonel Parker. You can't do Elvis? Hey, mama. <laughs> well, it's too embarrassing, even when you just did it. <laughs> I don't know how Austin Butler walked around the world talking like that. Oh, I loved it. It was so hot. Ugh, what a mess. But I, it was so crazy. And then to see him like with little tater tot just bouncing in this like little carrier. <laughs> like, what's going on? He looked like... um. He looked crazy. You know when the first of all his he I think he might have had some plugins going on. Something was very strange I, about his AR. No. <laughs> Sorry. The I'm, front like right here. It looked like he was like, look, I've got to put in a, he looked like a, I got to put in a few go naked bundles. He called <laughs> up Porsche. <laughs> yes. Yes, it his hair uh, thank you for saying that because I thought it but I also felt like maybe my eyes were deceiving me but to to know that you also saw it too. Yeah, and of course we said earlier hair. not to talk about people's looks, but I keep that over there with the ladies. Yeah, we're not talking about, we can talk about the men's looks. Yeah, 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 be they good or bad, you know. Um I do really appreciate again the idea of growth here and that hair growth? No, well he, do, he seemingly doesn't have any, you know. Right. Unfortunately. Um, what I more meant is, is that the, in the older seasons of the show, that would have been a girlfriend or we would have met the wife. This is a baby. Like Aiden has moved on. Like she has to really, there is like the greatest signifier of like, oh damn, this, this man has had a life without me. Now that life makes no sense in terms of time. Not a fucking lick of sense. Unless he knocked this woman up. While still right with after Carrie. Nina Katz, no, I, I don't think nine months is it just the, the timeline makes literally no sense. Baby it Brady, it's been one year between it hasn't even been a full year from the end of season four mm-hmm. to the the half point between season six because that's Brady's first birthday, right? Carrie and Aiden broke up a few weeks before that. He had a, we know he didn't get out of bed for a month. So it's gotta be. He must have met this woman and knocked her up immediately. Immediately. First, and then got married. And then he says the most disgusting thing. He looks Carrie dead in the eye and says, you're going to think this is so funny. I married another furniture designer. (laughs) It's like, what? That's not a joke. No one thinks that's funny. And why are you not in the store with your wife? Like, what are you talking? That's literally not a joke. Where's your dumbass dog? Go back to suffering and raise your ugly baby there. Get off the streets. I bet you the wife. Although the baby was cute, I will say. Oh, Tater Tater Tot's adorable. I don't mean mean to drag Tater. You know, he's very. I just as dad was like, I call him Tater. He looks like a little potato. We got it. It's like we. That's actually maybe a funny comment. His name is Tate. You call him Tater Tot. He he's bald. Like we. Much like you. No. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, the Rogaine. Oh, uh, there we go. Oh, it's not an accident, guys. It is deep storytelling. Wow, I'm so glad I landed on that. Is your wow, is your hair falling great. out? It's it's preventative. Yeah. <laughs> um. So oh. Carrie walk. They make a cute plan to um see one another again, and 
unlike in the way we were, she they don't have the honesty to say that we're never going to do that, uh, which is one of my favorite parts of that. I've got to get my eyes on that movie again. i got to see that. We should do it for Patreon. <sighs> I would definitely break down. <laughs> when she calls... When she calls mm-hmm. Hubble and says, I need to talk to my best friend about someone we both know. Stop. My it. eyes just like f- went off into I the distance. <laughs> I know. Welling up. Um, or when she says to him, people are their principles, Hubble. I really felt that a lot when I go on dates with men. I'm like, well, who would you vote for? And they're like, oh, you know, I'm a Bernie bro. I'm like, well, people are their principles and you're endangering millions of people's lives. So fuck off. Mm, that's how a lot of my dates ended <laughs> over the last few years over the last few weeks yeah oh i was weeks oh weeks oh i'm gearing up for the next election baby i'm not letting oh, anybody okay. in my life <laughs> like okay so who are we voting for in 2024 if i hear one joe kamala joke i'm like you get out of here that's our team mm-hmm. yeah um but i hated how they played aiden's little goodbye when he he can't stop shaking the baby oh we better get going <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we just got a pop-up soon. We got 10 more minutes. We are using a different platform. So she bounces away from Aiden, and Aiden looks forlorn and depressed, and he will remain so until we see him in the Sikh market in the second movie. In Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi do. Abu Dhabi don't. <laughs> so then Carrie calls Berger and asks her to meet at the mo- asks him to meet her at the movie immediately. She's like, I just came across this. Theater. Oh my god! And they're playing Craig's room in ten minutes. Can you get here? And he's like, Wow, I'm right there. They are. Then these two fucking morons are like, <laughs> I got the tickets. All right, I'll get the popcorn. Are you a candy gal? I'm a candy man. I'm like, shut the literal. They can't fuck ever up. shut the fuck up. <laughs> they are so annoying. And then like when he like tries to get in the same door, and she screams. You know, ah! Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god. And you know they, you know they talk the whole movie. Through those trailers, they were like, that one looks really good. A bestseller. I'm not gonna see that. An Oscar winner. Best picture? Oh yeah. They're like, they think they are fucking charming as hell. And yet all they, it's just words. It's it's like chat. They're GPT. not listening to one another. So, they're just talking. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know Sammy Davis. Oh, you don't feel the need to use the junior. I'm like, this is what who wrote this? It feels like they wrote charming banter and just let Sarah Jessica Parker and Ron Livingston, like, figure this out yourselves. Yeah. No one will be listening. Just chat. Yeah. (laughs) What did you think of the fashion in this one? Um, nothing is really standing out to me, except for obviously Carrie, like, isn't in these, like, insane, like, baby doll blouses really anymore. Yeah. Um I we're re- not getting a lot of baby dolls. I have just two notes here. Miranda's glow up. They clearly have decided, like, now we don't care. She's just gonna look Thank great. God. Carrie, when they go when she goes to the stock market, is wearing a gold credit card necklace that I thought was very funny. Mm-hmm. And um my favorite, least favorite look was um Samantha's off the shoulder banana sweater. The white sweater with the yeah. like digital bananas. With those Andy Warhol bananas printed on it. I, I thought it was yeah. wild. It, it We didn't need that. But it was very Samantha. Yeah. And then in terms of men, we had Steve. Well, and I will say fashion-wise, I love Chip Kilkenny and his towel. I thought that was a great look. Great. <laughs> great look. 
Pat Fields nailed it. Oh, with the, the way she picked that terry cloth towel. The way she wrapped it. Emmy. In terms of men, we had Steve, Harry, Berger, Aiden, and Chip. Who are you going with? Chip. And, you know, I do think the first time we did this, I picked Harry. But since then, there have been some revelations. So yeah. I'm going to go with Chip also, you know. Mm-hmm. One and done that He could guy. give us some tips to the stock market. And I bet he didn't even go to jail. Not a Chip no. was he back got, on like, the, house arrest. Chip was back on the months. market floor eight months later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what would you give this one out of ten? Honestly, a nine. Honestly, yeah, I'd give it a nine too. The only thing I'd say is, is I just wish it was a beat funnier, mm-hmm. um, or that Samantha just had a little bit more to do. But of course, we we're gonna get some great stuff with her coming up because, mm-hmm. shockingly, we do meet Smith next episode, which is wild. Crazy. Or wait, was that episode three? We already watched. We're gonna be crazy. Yeah, three. No, he does come in episode two because that's when they're eating all the raw food. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, and then Jules and Mimi. Yes, but we don't get Dr. Robert next we don't. week. Guys, right, right, right. Uh, this is the most out of minds all know. over the place. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week when we discuss Season 6, Episode 2, Great Sexpectations. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us online. I'm at clewis1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you? I'm at Bravo Historian on Instagram, and I'm at Take Your Soul Left on Twitter. Bye. Bye. Bye.